Are you ready? I am. John Packman Podcast, <laughs> Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, go one through. Go through. Go. Through. Go. Just go. Just go. Go through. Go through. <laughs> go around. One satellite, start looking left. Sorry. It's weird. We're here on Thursday. I don't need to know that I existed on Thursday. Do I exist? You're here. I'm here? Yep. It's Thursday. John Peckman Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Um, what, 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 what else do I say? Listen at the end. Dave will tell you how to have your own podcast. Like and subscribe. Um, all that stuff. We are here today. Bass player, Nick Casillo. Hi. Right? How's it going? That's yeah. me. All right. I knew Nick. He was a, a, a young man. Still appears to be. <laughs> um, worked here at Connecticut Valley back in the day. That's how I knew you. Yep. yep. And now you're back. I'm back. Yep. How long you been back? I moved back to Connecticut four years ago, five oh, years wow. ago now. Wow. Yep. 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 Um, well, where from where? Uh, so Texas. I was based out of Austin for yeah. most of my music career. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yep. Yep. Far out. So, well, let's go to the beginning. Okay. And then we'll figure out how we got there and then how we got back. Sure. You know what I mean? So you're from Portland. From Portland. Grew up right here. I, yep. I wanted to learn guitar and uh, Connecticut Valley was right down the road. So hey. I came here. Pretty cool. And learned guitar Ed, from Ed Macenti. Nice. Yep. 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 Great teacher. Sure. And then um, from there, I went to Berkeley. Oh, wow. Uh, only went for a year. Oh, wow. A little That's pricey. Oh, really? But, you know, you just... For guitar? No. So that's before I went to Berkeley. Originally, I was still a guitarist. Okay. The story of how I became a bass player, actually, it was uh, me and another friend, uh, another guitarist that was being taught by Ed. Yep. He got us together because we both had very similar tastes in music. Oh, cool. So we started our own band. We had a drummer, but no bass player. Oh. So we decided we'll <laughs> go in together and buy a bass and we'll trade off every other song. One person will one do this, player and play then the one bass, person will do one play that. guitar, and then yeah. we'll swap. Yeah. So we got the bass, and my turn was first, so we were just, you know, jamming. And I was enjoying it so much after that jam, he was like, all right, time to trade. And I was like, uh, nah, I, I think I'm going to hey, that's kind of cool. hang on to this. And then, wow. so halfway through planning to go to Berkeley, I was trying for guitar, and then I kind of had to make that quick decision of, hey, do I focus now on bass or guitar and just kind of went with my gut. Oh, really? Yeah. And Do you still play, did you ever go back? I mean, I still play guitar, you know, uh, sure. every now and then, but you know, professionally my career, it was always, I was the bass player. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it was the right move. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So Berkeley for bass. Yep. And what was it like? I've never been there. Uh, it was, it was fun. It was very interesting. What year? Uh, so this was 2000 and probably nine, 2010. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Far um, out. yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, everyone there was just, you know, you eat, slipped, slept and, and, yeah. you know, breathed music. That's what they um, say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was great. It, it was really more about, it wasn't so much what I learned, you know, musically. It was more of the connections you make, you okay. know, the, the people you meet. Um, like I, I, w I was there for a year and then I came back and I started teaching here full time. Oh, okay. um, and, and another couple other places. And then I got a call randomly from a guitarist I used to play with up there. And he was saying, Hey, uh, we're recording an album in North Carolina. Our bass player can't make it. Can you fill in? Hey. And I was like, sure. So they flew me down to North Carolina. I recorded this album. And at the, at that point I wasn't planning on. Pursuing that, I was just a hired guy to sure. do the album, but then we did a couple shows while we were down there, and then the chemistry was just so right, so nice. they were pretty much like, well, we're going to go on tour, we want you, Hey, and that's kind of how it started. Why was that, what happened to the other dude? Who knows? I don't know, I never asked, I, right. I think it was, I, he was good, but I just don't know if the chemistry was there, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. you know. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. So two lucky things. Yeah, yeah, you know very I mean? lucky. Yep, and then, um, so once we kind of had the album and we were like, okay, we want to pursue this, um, we were trying to figure out where to move to. Right. And we had three options in mind. We had L.A., Nashville, and Austin. Sure. And it's funny because at not the time. Not New York. Not New York, no. No, at, at the time, you know, looking back, 
if we thought about Brooklyn, maybe, but yeah, it wasn't the quite scene a thing wasn't yet. hitting there yeah, yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. it would have been genius because we would have been there from the ground up. Oh. You know, but um, yeah. So we ended up choosing Austin, frankly, because it was the only affordable place between sure. the three. Sure, which is hilarious now because I mean, oh really? Now it's outrageously expensive. Oh really? There. Yeah. So it, you can't you can't do that. I mean, you can if you have money, but yeah, you right. know. It's 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 right up there with with LA. And so once everybody around. gets the same idea, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What kind of music is this? Um, that band at the time, it was more rock and roll, a little bit of pop yep. influence in there. Yeah. Um, little bit of some jazz influences, but huh. you know, um, yeah, nothing nothing crazy, but it was a lot of fun. Wow. A lot of fun. You just packed up and went to Austin. Yeah, we it must literally have been scary. It was nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you were doing it with three really good friends. You know, yeah, it yeah. was, it, you know, later, you know, when I would do tours with, with other bands, it was a different situation because, you know, you're not necessarily best friends with these people. Right. Like you have a good professional relationship, but sure. You know, being on the road when you're, you know, with no one but them for three months at a time. Yeah. You, know, you you better get along with them or yeah, else yeah. it's it's not going to be much Well fun. that's why you got the gig in the first place so Right right you know, exactly yeah It's kind of cool Yeah Wow So you decide that you what are you going to do in Austin you, you're all going to live there together Yeah so we found a house that we could afford Yeah We uh signed it and signed a lease without even seeing it Whoa. We literally just the guy it wasn't like Had a you big ever realtor. even been to Austin before? No, none Way. of us have. It was a little we were young, we were 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, and if yeah. it doesn't work out, we, we yeah. drive back. No yeah. big deal. Um why so, why North Carolina? Did you say North Carolina? Uh the what, the three options? No, the the band was down there. Oh, yeah. So why? they had one of the members, I believe it was the singer, had a connection or a, a, his cousin who lived in Raleigh had a very good connection with a um studio there basically he was gonna pay the bill for us to record and where are they from the the members of that band at the time uh we all met at Berkeley but the oh right okay the guitarist is from Asheville okay Warren Haynes was from and um drummers from Atlanta and the singer was from Nevada, I think. Wow. Yeah, he was living in Las Vegas okay. at the time, or yeah. before Berkeley. All right. So, yeah. You're and I like, was well, from New England. So it was yeah. it was cool. It was a, you know. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the music was fun because we all had completely different um, influences. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, the drummer was like a, a Travis Barker, fast kind of punk drummer. Sure. Sure. Love the heavy stuff. I grew up with, you know, Motown and funk. Yeah. You know, I was more of a groove guy. The guitarist, Jelly is his name. He was just just a straight up rock and roll guy. Wow. You know, and then the singer, um, he kind of grew up uh, singing in church and oh, wow. that kind of stuff. And then you know he had he had the pipes to do. What the reason they end, ended up going with this drummer is when they were still at Berkeley. They were doing, I was already gone, but they had done a Led Zeppelin tribute show. Oh, wow. And he was the only one that could hit the notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was funny because before that, from when I was told, he never listened to Zeppelin. Oh, wow. And didn't even really know much about him. Wow. He just thought he was just learning this. He didn't know the, you know, how great of a band they were for influencing. Wow. So when he. Where did he grow up? The planet he grew, Mars. That's the thing. He grew up at very church. You know, oh, okay. it was very right, right. Led Zeppelin is the devil's music. Yeah, yeah. Like his father, I think, was a um, like the main music manager for that sure. local church. Sure. So it was. Yeah, he was no Led Zeppelin. No Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So we we were trying hard all the time to try and get that out of him because he was trained to not not kind of scream or yeah, not yeah, kind of yeah, do yeah. anything to damage your throat so like when we would be writing songs we would literally be like hey can you sing that again but like harder and you know try and hit that note oh boy. yeah yeah so that was yeah but wow. i mean he could do it yeah did, now did he go to berkeley for voice is that a thing yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah absolutely wow that's heavy mm-hmm. all right cool yeah wow did he ever catch on that you were trying to trash his voice yeah there was some uh 
yeah, there were some problems near the end where yeah. we were really we, we started building kind of a following quite a bit in Austin and then we did two cross country tours and we kind of built up, you know, the second time we did the tour, like when we went to, you know, Charleston or we went to Tallahassee, we had people coming from, you know, word of mouth from when we were last there. So we were we yeah, were cool. on the rise. Um but with that, you know, we wanted to push more in a certain direction because, like I was saying, the four of us, we all had completely different styles. So, like, our first album, it's it's hard to even go back and listen to now for me because every song is – it's it's almost a completely different genre. Okay. Like we really didn't have a focal yeah, right. point of, you know – and when you're kids, it's you just want to create music that you love. You sure. Know? But when you get older, it's, it's more of a, okay – how do we market it? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. our target audience for? Sure, sure. So that kind of, you know, the business side of it got into it, and then yeah, yeah. But um, where was the business pressure coming from, outside or just the band, like trying to get it together? Well, I think what happened was in the very beginning, it was me, uh, me and Jelly, the guitarist. We wrote most all the music, okay, and the lyrics. You know, we would even, you know, the drummer would give us input on, you know, some ideas that he would have. We would have in mind of a certain beat or style we'd want, and he would take that, either throw it away or or go with it. But um, the singer, we he kind of just did what we recommended. As we kind of got more of a following, I think he finally got the more confidence to be like, you know, I want to do some of these songs that I've been writing, and he would play some piano. Um, and there was kind of a, a tug of war because we were trying to f really nail down our sound. And we yeah. knew like certain songs we would play live, people really were drawn to. Um, so we were trying to really push that. And he was also, he wanted to, he was kind of like the George Harrison where he would have a song and want to, you know, play it. And they weren't bad songs by yeah, any yeah, means, yeah. But, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that kind of. That tug of war kind of ended it. Um, did he, he? I don't mean. Did he not he, see that? He didn't want to be the rock guy. At uh, the end of the day, okay. He, he had the looks. He had the long hair. He yep. had the voice. The the women loved him. Sure. You know, he had the front man thing. He had the ego. But at the end of the day, I don't. He didn't want to be that guy. Wow. And um, which, you know, what did no he want to be? Him. He wanted to be just more of a singer songwriter. He okay. wanted to be like a. You know, he wanted to do more Josh Groban kind of stuff and okay. really more subdued, yep. you know, yep. stuff. So, you know, he ended up he ended up leaving. He moved to Nashville, did his own. He had his own solo career for a bit. Um, great album, you know. That's cool. And then after that happened, the three of us, we were like, well, what do we do now? Yeah, we yeah. had a strict rule at the time where when we first moved to the city, a lot of people were asking us, like they would ask me, hey, could you play bass on this album? Or, hey, sure. could you fill in the same thing with the guitar, same yeah, with the yeah. drummer? But at the time, we were so like, no, we have to 100% focus on us. And so when that happened, we kind of, when Jake left, yep. we kind of all, we, we stayed together as a trio. The guitarist did some singing. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but then we all kind of, we did our own thing on the side too, to, cause we needed to, to make yeah, money, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we, we didn't want a day job. Yeah. Right. You know? No. Who wants that? No. <laughs> so, um, but I think as a bass player, it just kind of, it, it fit for me a little bit more. Yeah. I got a lot of more work. Right. Everyone needs a bass player. Sure. You know, the old adage. Sure. Um, yeah. so even your first, very first band needed a bass player. That's how you that's became how one. That's how I became <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's so, funny. Yeah. yeah. So then you're just starting to be a ringer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's um, cool. Which was great. And I man, I got to play with some awesome people, you know, great musicians in the in the in the town. I mean, I still were I had my own projects that I would focus on, obviously, mm -hmm. but you know, every now and then I would get a call and play a couple tracks on a certain album or hey. you know, I had a certain style that some of the engineers would you know, like I may not have played on the whole album. Yeah. But like there was this one I remember the first time it happened, there was a singer-songwriter, Jess Kellner, and, you know, very much pop singer-songwriter stuff, great yeah. voice, yeah. but one of her songs is a little bit funkier and a little bit yeah. groovier, and 
the engineer, you know, he played bass on a lot of the stuff, but there was this one song where he was like, I, they needed somebody. I, I need yeah. someone who knows that. And they called <clears throat> me. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Hey, that's cool. cool. Yeah. So then it kind of just snowballed from yeah. there. So the word gets out. Yeah. You're kind of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. What's this? What? This would be what year still like? This is probably like 20 at this point. The band kind of did a run for probably a good two to three years. So this was probably around 2014, 2013, 2014. Okay. Still kind of doing it. Yeah. You're down there kind of. Yeah. And then, I mean, I kind of, I got some calls and opportunities to start touring, yep. you know, so I kind of started doing that where I would be on the road for a little bit and then come home and play some local stuff. I, it, Austin it's it's an anomaly of a city, or at least it was. I don't know what it's like now, but yeah. um, at the time, I mean, every musician, every band you heard, like there was no bad bands. There, yeah, every yeah, band yeah. had something original huh. to offer. Yeah. And what was refreshing with that city I, when we first moved down here uh, or down there at that time, you know, coming from up here in New England, if you want to make money and you you get a bar gig, it's what do you have to do? 60, 70% covers? Sure. Right. And then you throw you some that. originals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what we were used to. So we get down there, we play, we get a couple gigs and we're doing some of the covers. And after like two or three covers, we were literally getting heckled from people saying, Hey, that's cool. Play some original stuff. Hey. Like they were like, we don't, we've heard this You're before. You're like in the upside down world. Yeah. yeah. I know. And as a musician, right? How yeah, that's cool. great is refreshing is that? So <clears> you're like, this is awesome. So, wow. um, yeah. And every band, you know, any, every style was there. They were all talented. Wow. Unfortunately, you couldn't really make money in Austin. Okay. It was kind of like a hub where all the musicians, it was so central in Texas where you could, I mean, you could every weekend and go play three, four cities, yeah. come back, yeah. play three, four different cities, Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's where you made the money. Well, that's kind of what I think I grew up making a living back then in New England. We're lucky and we're in New England. Because it's kind of like that. You could yeah. play Boston, you know, New York. You could play. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philly, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. and even as one-nighters. That's all I ever did. Right, yeah. yeah it's kind of cool. Yeah, so that was, I mean, a lot of bands would do that. I mean, there were bands that were, it, it, it would, it was like the Twilight and never Zone. leave Texas. Yeah, it was, it, there would be bands that were so popular in Texas yep. that you would think, they're worldwide renowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will talk about them like, oh, yeah, I knew where I was when they released no this album. No one ever album. heard of them. And then you leave Texas, no one's ever heard of them. Wow. Yeah. It, it's well, like, when it, Texas it's like it's finally own. secedes after the Civil War and they become their own country, right? then they, they there don't you go. care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was mind-boggling. Like, when I first moved there and I was this, you know, Yankee yeah, yeah. with an accent, apparently. Yeah, but who's actually from Texas, though? Right. Well, I mean, at the time, there was still quite a bit. You know, oh, okay. now I think right. it's it's changed. A lot of people have moved. Like the tech mm. industries have kind of moved in, so a lot of a lot of non musicians are moving there, and right, you know, so just becoming whatever. It's becoming the new L.A. In my okay. opinion, yeah. Um, but um, uh, did you um when you went? Do you think that um, did being I, I don't know what I mean. I know I know what I think Austin musically is known for, but I don't know for a fact. Did it? Being there, did it change your guys' sound? Or did you just kind of do your thing there? No, I think... Like, did we, it affect you? It's it's interesting. Where it, it's so... It was very cutthroat there, but not in the not in the sense of, you know, we didn't ever feel pressure or competition. Yeah. You know, the music scene, the people there, what was refreshing is everyone wanted to help each other. That's cool. Uh, you know, there was no, there was never a, oh man, this guy's better than me. Yeah, yeah. Screw yeah. him. You know, it was everybody what can trying I learn to get out of you? Texas. Hey, I heard you play. I think you're yeah. great. Yeah. We were all helping each other. But there was also this, I, I felt like, just like with the covers, if we just conformed and played what we thought Austin was, I which see. at the time probably would have been like, you know, Stevie Ray, yep. that kind of Texas blues. Yep. yep. They just, figure they, got they don't, enough they don't need you. Right. They and got they enough of that. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to hear that. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. You know, so so not really. We Just had our we had our thing. own thing, and I think that's why at the time people really drew were drew drawn to us just because we had a different sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. No uh, label interest or doing it yourself. Or no, we what were was the we were do it ourselves. We 
I don't know, I never really had the aspirations of, you know, hey, my goal is to sure have a record deal, make a ton of money. I mean, to me... Those two things are not... Yeah. The, little little Nick at 10 years old playing yeah, guitar. Sure. My dream was if I could t- get in a van with some of my best friends and play music with, you know, for a living. Sure. That was it. That was That's the dream. It. And yeah, I yeah. and we did that. Yeah. You know, and That's I was cool. like, oh, yeah. it, it's successful. And then it was like, okay, well, what, what can we do next? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, can we get a tour bus? All right, let's, let's you know. And so we would... We were kind of getting there, but then, yeah, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And then, um, d- so did you stay there after the band kind of broke up or? Yeah. Did yeah you, you never found another singer? Not with that band, no. Okay. And it would have been weird. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have been that band, yeah. you know. Um, so did your kind of circuit deteriorate like when you didn't get back out there? Well, we, we developed a good circle of, of musicians. There was this local bar called the One Two One Bar. Um, that it was kind of like the musicians' cheers in Austin. Okay. Yeah. Um, every night you'd go there, and just the whole crowd would be local musicians sure. hanging out. There'd be an amazing band playing. Some nights it would be a trio jazz. You yeah, know, yeah. some nights it would be rock and roll. It, it was it was yeah, always fun. Cool. So we we had our little inner circle, and it was kind of one of those where, you know, when people heard the band had broken up. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, cool, Jelly's Jelly's available. Oh, let's hey. start, you know, oh, Nick is available, you know. So I kind of started doing that. And I had some other major projects. I was with this country band for about a year. We did some extensive touring. Um, one of the last projects that I was a part of was a band called the 88 Project, which was more soul, R&B, hip-hop. Okay. A um, lot of fun, great musicians. Um, and then, you know. I don't know. I just, I guess I got, I got kind of sick of it. I'll be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Just hustling. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even the hustling. It was more of the, it depended on the music I was playing. Yeah. So probably the most successful point was when I was playing with this country band called Statesboro Review. And they're still, they're still doing it. They're great musicians, great guys. Um, When I auditioned for them, they sent me their first two records and it was, Dead Ringer for like early Almond Brothers, yeah, du- yeah. dueling guitars, harmonies, yeah, Southern yeah. rock. Yep. You could say it'll, you know, nowadays people consider that country. In my mind, yeah, right, right. it's not. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is this is great stuff. I could I could really enjoy playing this. I did the audition, got the gig. We did we toured in Europe. We we toured all around. Cool. But they were transitioning right when I joined. They went down to one dr- guitarist. Um, they went a little more in the direction of country. Because oh. that's where the money was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say, I learned a lot of the <clears throat> business side of how they operated. I mean, they had it down to a science. The manager, like every time we would go on tour, even if it was just for like a weekend, like you saying we did up here where it yep. was, you hit this one one city, this city, this city. Yep. It was like clockwork. We'd wake up early. We'd get to the city around midday, go to the local radio station, promote the show, do the show. Next day, go to the radio station, yeah, yeah, promote yeah. the show. Like, they knew what they were doing. I will say that. But yeah. um, I w- it wasn't the style of music I enjoyed. So yeah. it, it became a job. Yeah. And once it becomes a job, it's like, what? why am I yeah, doing this? Yeah, why? Yeah. 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 So I, I kind of, that realization, I think, kind of. That was the end? It wasn't the end. I, I did I did quit that band. Just, you know, I was kind of sick of the touring I mean, I wasn't sick of the touring, but I, I miss my wife, you know. Sure. Um, so you got married somewhere in there. Yeah, we were married. Yeah, so my wife, uh, we met in high school. So she oh, was, wow. okay. you know, we, were, we weren't together the whole time. But when I started kind of making a name for myself in Austin, a lot of my friends from here were like, oh, let's come visit. And I think they came down for like a South by Southwest or something. Yeah, and sure. And then she was one of the friends who came, and then she decided to stay. Hey. And then it kind of worked out from there. But, um, it, I mean, I'm very blessed. You, I'm sure you know how hard it is to have a um, a woman that understands the plight of a musician and how yep. much focus we need to put towards it and yep. how, how selfish we have to be sometimes. But she was always supportive. Mm. Um, so when I kind of saw that, I'm like, okay, I got to put a ring on this before. Yeah, no, <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so. doesn't happen. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. What about you? Are you are you married? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably started dating my wife before you were born. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and she's been with me the whole, the whole. Well, I shouldn't say the whole way, but a, a long, a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. it's hard. I mean, being a dating a musician, I, I, I've I've seen it. I've seen, I've been on the road. I've seen all the things. I've seen the, the infidelity, and it's it's sure. hard. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think well. I had, yeah, I had screwed that up. I screwed up one. I screwed, well, I screwed up a good one before her yeah. with all of that. Yeah. And um, by the time my wife rolled around, I was like, I'm going to get this one right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pretty much did, yeah. you know. By then I was over it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted the one per. you know, I wanted, I wanted what we have. Right. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, Instead of thinking that's what you wanted. Yeah, it's it's not, when you have yeah. the feeling it's you know when it, when it's do do I want a relationship just to have a relationship or is she just the one that completes me kind of thing? You I know, don't even. I will never. I don't know what your thing is like. It's funny. <laughs> I will. We always joke about it. Me and my wife. I will never understand in a million years. I don't believe in soulmates. I don't think we were meant to be together. Okay. I don't think that I could never be with anyone else. I don't think any of that. Right, Mary. I just still like her. I yeah. like I like her. You enjoy her company. I like, yeah. <laughs> I like her. Um I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, she's not my type. Right, right. right. And any of that stuff that you would think, but there's something I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, is. I see where you're going with that. And it's I don't understand. I'm not it. necessarily saying I believe she was the one for me, but it was just I was always way more happier with her. Well, you know? That's and important. it was a you know That's important. There was one moment <clears throat> I think when I realized she was the one. It was it was after the band broke up. And So she got work down there. Oh yeah, so she oh, and cool. I think it helped too. She was in the nightlife scene. She was a bartender. Oh, she okay. actually bartended at One Two One, the local musician oh, okay. bar. So right. everyone knew her. It was you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the band broke up. I at that point, I think I got a day job just to kind of you know make ends meet, and sure. I was, I was depressed. I didn't want to be the session guy and anymore. Yeah. I, I wanted to have my own thing, and I wanted to do it with my friends who I went to school with. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I started turning down a lot of stuff, oh. and um, there was one night where I got a text from um, this songwriter who wanted me to to play on her record and and play a couple shows, and it was good money. And I I said some excuse. I texted her and like, oh, I can't do it, blah blah blah. blah. And I thought Rachel was asleep next to me, and she wasn't. She saw what I said, and she was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, she probably is happy that I'm hanging up the music thing and I'm going to get a real job. And, you know, I was kind of at that point, I was ready to kind of give it up. Right. Because I thought my ticket was this one band. And when that blew up. Sure, sure. And at 24, it's like, you know, you think you're washed up. And you're going to stay in. You're. We were happy and awesome. Yeah, we were, you know, the really kids was what brought us back home. But. okay, Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um. But, uh, but yeah, when she kind of basically was like, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm thinking she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. finally he's hanging yeah, up. Yeah, he's over. Thing. Yeah, we yeah. can make, you know, we can have a real life. Yeah, yeah. But she was just like, you, you're, I moved down here to for you to do what you love. And yeah, why yeah. are you saying no? This is a great opportunity. It was kind of a moment of like, oh, okay, she, she wants me to, she knows what I want even more than what I want sometimes, you know? And that was just like, okay, I got to freaking marry this yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yep. I hear that. You know what they always, you know what they say? Mm. That, that's what I think. Uh, two, I think with, with me and my wife, it just sounds corny. This is when you realize where cliches are born. <laughs> you know, when you say them and you just go, this is true. But when the other person sees something in you that you don't see in yourself, yeah. that's how you know. You know yeah. what I mean? They see who you really are somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's rare. You're right. That does sound really corny. It does. It does. <laughs> no, but it's tr- it's kind of true. No, and then you is. realize, right. oh, that's why people say that. Yeah. But it's kind of, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's part of it when you just go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but yeah, I mean, thank God for, for her doing that because then I kind of, you know, started doing the session stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was, well, she wanted you to be happy. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, Whatever. She, didn't, she just knew that what made me happy was playing. Right. So for some reason I was blinded to it at that moment. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. 
So. So you stayed in it, kind of. I stayed in it, and it actually was a great thing. I mean, did the, you call that person back? Or no, that gig was gone. I'm sure that gig was gone. It would have been <laughs> weird if I just then it was like, oh, wait, never mind. I this, changed my this, mind. This lie that I made up yeah, is yeah. actually like, yeah. yeah so yeah. My appendix didn't burst. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, unburst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. What was also interesting, too, so there was three Nick bass players in Austin. Okay. They were, we were all. The Knicks. We were all in hot demand, but we all had different styles and stuff, and. And we were all You're funky, Nick. We were all in different circles too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they were funky too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But we all had kind of. We were all in different circles of musicians that would be on call. But you know, this was a right around where hey, Twitter was kind of a thing, but it wasn't crazy. Facebook was still big. A lot of people communicated yep. on on Facebook. Wait a minute, Facebook isn't big still. Uh, I'm it old. Could be. I'm still, no, I don't know. Kidding. I like. Wait a minute. As soon as <laughs> I stopped with, the, as soon as I stopped music, I'm like, I'm done with social media. Oh, okay. I, right, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh yeah. It's bigger again. than ever. You don't know, bro. I, you don't know. Is it? No, I, I don't know. I I, I didn't old, even I have Facebook until our manager was like, "You need to be on social media. You need to promote yeah, the shows. Uh, you need to do." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah." So yeah, as soon as I was done with that, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm good." Okay. But yeah. um. But yeah, so there was there was three different Nicks, and a lot of times I would get calls. They were thinking I was the other Nick. Oh no! And and you wouldn't know until we'd show up at the gig. And you're like, you're not, you're not a forty year old guy. black guy. Oh what, boy, what is going on here? And I'm like, oh uh, yeah. But we all, I mean, I'm sure he got some of my gigs and stuff like that. Wow, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, that kind of um, that opened the door for a lot of things, and that's when I, you know, did the touring more and and that stuff. That's cool. You yeah. rode that out for a while. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I would still love to do it now. It's just when Rachel got pregnant. Okay. I think that was a big change. I guess because I was very grateful. I grew up. My parents were awesome. Okay. They still are. Yeah. Um. And I, all of my family, I have a big Italian family. We all grew up in a couple towns near each other. I saw my grandparents all the time. My cousins all the time. And I was like, I don't want my kid or daughter um to like only get to see her grandma once a year on christmas or never get to play with her that's how i grew up yeah yeah and so that was kind of that mixed with i wasn't really enjoying the country thing i was playing you know diamonds just sure so that was kind of like a you know the deciding factor Mm. so then your wife was okay with that she was in the same boat. I think, well, she had the pregnancy hormones, and she was nervous. Yeah. She was like, okay, we have no family down here. What if we need help? What right. if it's I mean, right. the first kid? You don't know, right? I guess. The second I kid. I know zero. You don't I have, have any zero. kids? No, okay, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, the second kid, we'll just, we're just holding them, like, one hand in them, and it's, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first kid, it was like, you got to wash your hands before yeah, you yeah, touch, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't know what to expect. We That's were scared. Um, so be, having that support system, I yeah, think, sure. was what we really wanted so yeah. we we decided to make the move move back before the child was born yeah she was about six months when we moved back wow yeah oh, well that's cool yeah do yeah. you don't regret it i mean no for the, i for don't the, for I, the kid i really don't i've i've um had a chance to play with uh some great musicians up here every now and then it's i, I don't know i got over the the needing to play in front of people yeah that you know it's it's almost like you're it's like something that your ego craves sometimes, yep. right? When you're and when you're doing it for so long, and it's you think that's why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But the very last show I did, actually, um, it was the night before we left. Me and my good friend Jelly, guitarist, we decided to do a Led Zeppelin tribute show. Sure, just to kind of end everything right. Why not? And we were, I mean, we were rehearsing like crazy for the show. We had. Everything. I mean, he had the violin bows for the days yeah, and the yeah, fuse yeah. solo. We had the, what do you call the instrument? Uh, theremin. Theremin for no quarter. I mean, we had multiple different singers because, you know, it was like a two and a half hour set. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were rehearsing like crazy. And I had this realization where when we were in the rehearsal space, I was having just as much fun, if not more fun, than doing it in front of a thousand people. Yeah. And I think that was the click where it was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm playing music just because I love it. Who cares if people are hearing it or not? I'm hearing it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that saves that was, a lot of trouble. It does. It does. I mean, you have to get a day job, unfortunately. Well, but, you know. So yeah. I still I still play and it's it's more for fun. You know, yeah. I'll have some from friends over. Um, yeah. I've played quite a bit with with Dan. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now yeah. in life is, you know. Okay. And that's a, been how long? Four or four years. Oh, okay. So you're you're over it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten opportunities every now and then I'll get a call, f- but um I don't know. I, I'm kind of picky. Yeah. I, I don't wanna I, I hate to say this, I don't wanna come across <sighs> crass, but it's a lot of the stuff up here, it's not what I wanna do. Yeah. And yeah. and there's I was very fortunate and I was I got to play with some great musicians and um, having that freedom when you play with someone who knows their instruments so well in and out or the whole band yeah. and you have the, the confidence and freedom to just do what you feel is right for the song and the other guys do, you know, and then you go to, let's say you're in a, you know, you're picking up a gig and the guitarist is like, Hey, what gear are we in? Yeah, hey, yeah. what, what, you know, what kind of style? Oh, the know. drummer's like, Hey, what style do you I want know. me to play? I'm like, I, I want you to, to play what you think is right. I, I don't, know. I don't want to tell you what to do. And that kind of, and then it's like, I become teacher and I'm like, okay, you do this. Yeah. You do this. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, yeah. You don't want to be the best guy yeah, in the band. I don't. It's better when you're I not. don't. And, and in Austin, I never was. So right. I think I, I got used to that. That's, I was always, I was always the guy trying to hang on. Yeah. No, I, yeah. You know, it's best that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Do you still, you still gig around here? Not really. No? Not that much. No. No, I mean, I don't want to talk about my thing, but I kind of retired. Talk about your thing. Nah, everybody's heard it. Everybody's already heard it. (laughs) I haven't. I had. I'll have to go back to which episode. Let me. Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of retired too. I had a lot of the same sort of like, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure why I'm doing this. And then I kind of pivoted away from gigs. And then oddly, although things are changing a little bit now, but oddly I was like, I think I'm happier not playing gigs, which is weird. Yeah. Because I, I, what? You know what I mean? Like it was, I mean, I still miss, I miss hitting the road occasionally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But, you know, nothing's perfect. Right. But it was weird when, when I kind of came off the road for the last time, I was just like, I kind of like this better Mm. in some weird way. Let me ask you this. When Strange. when you were on the road and you were doing your gigging thing, was it always with, you know, a, a, like a band that you had created, like they were your good friends, or did you have those pickup gigs where it was, uh, you know? Well, for, no, I, I never, well, with the exception of one band. I, no, I never really made a band with a bunch of friends. Um, I kind of got thrown into the business as a working musician at mm-hmm. the time, way back when. And so I always had fun and sometimes not, but it was always a professional right. relationship. Yeah. There was one uh, scenario that, well, actually there was a couple. Anyway, sometimes, sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes no. Okay. But no, but I never like had that dream. Uh, I never like, hey, fellas, let's let's get together and make this thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a, a, a scenario that started as a project that I came in um as a player that became a thing that I really cared about. Was that back when I was here? It was eight Maybe. in the, what was that? Band? Feather merchants. That was the band. Was I'm it a female about. singer? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That became something that I was remember very precious. You were, you were very into it and yeah. 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 And you could tell, you know, and, and I think that feeling like once you get it, it's, yeah. you want to chase it, right? You yeah. want to, yeah. you know, yeah. It kind of, you know, I'm sure with your thing too, the business changed, right? As we started to kind of be on the brink of building momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Money, we got music crushed. became demonetized completely. And then it was like, well, what's the point? I like we lost the thread. When we got our first CD pressed, yeah. we thought, oh my God, we got a CD yeah. and yeah. it sounds great. And yeah. Engineered and, you know, mastered in Nashville. Yeah. And, yeah. and then two months later it was like, Kids are like, what's a CD? Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. have a CD player. That's, yeah, we were the, probably you know? writing the same. Yeah, yeah so it was yeah, just, so yeah, we, we just... were definitely uh, wrong place, wrong time, yeah, I guess. Yeah, us too. As far as the business side of it. Yep, that's that's exactly what happened yeah. to us. Um, but anyway, I guess the question was, yeah, that was a thing that I was I really loved everybody in that thing. Yeah. And I would have I done that. And for, for a while... Um, there was a period I accidentally made like a rock and roll cover band with friends of mine. That was really cool for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like the tree fort. 
you know, like we yeah. were doing it. And, and you it, got to pick the songs you wanted to play. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. yeah. Our, our thing was it, for a while, it worked for a while. Um, but if you've ever been a band, it was just a cover band. We had like one gig a month. Yeah. And our thing was, um, anything that you ever wanted to do, I'll do for you. If you do this one. Right. You know right. what I mean? Rather yeah. than it wasn't like, Oh no, it was just like, you know, the only songs that you would have so much enthusiasm for that the other guys would be like, yeah, let's do it. Right. Even yep. if you weren't into it, you'd be like, well, you know what? He's into it. He's so into it. I like him. So it. let's do it. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. So, so yeah. So I guess anyway, to answer your question. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. But usually it's more of a professional type of scenario that I'm involved in. Yeah. And so it's cool, but. I always struggled with that. And I think it's because my first tours were with my friends and yeah, you yeah. Know, we were in it together. Yeah. And then when I started being the more professional hired yeah. gun, yeah. Um, I struggled with it sometimes because I was like, I came from a, yeah, from the thought of, Hey guys, we are supposed to be best friends and let's do everything together. And uh, that one, we did one tour with this country band Statesboro review in Europe uh, for about a month and a half. Wow. And the struggle there was we didn't, other than England and Scotland, we didn't speak. Yeah, yeah. Any of the native languages. Yeah, we yeah. had a manager and a, and a driver who spoke all the languages as we went. Wow. But when we were dropped off, we had a couple days to kill in Paris. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just us. And it got like. Oh, because you're not bros. So. Yeah. And at like some points, it's like, hey, I want to just go. I want to go to, you know, check out the Eiffel Tower yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and sure. they were like, well, we want to go here. It's like, well, we got to stick together. Oh, boy. And so that was. Yeah. So there was there was some that times where help. we. Yeah. We butted some heads. Yeah. You know. Blood was spilled at the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we didn't go to the Eiffel Tower. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Kind of. But that was that was always a struggle with me. But I think that was, you know, in a, that was in a vacuum because we were in different countries. Yeah. You know, so we only could speak to each other. You yeah, know? right, right, right. And there was this weird, I don't know, when... When you're an American band and you go overseas, never done it. People, you could have no following here, but in Europe, they will just assume you got it. You must be this huge successful star because you're, you're here. Because you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so and we were, you know, in a country band, so we had the cowboy boots and yeah, the hats. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we were, we dressed the part. Sure. So everyone knew we were Americans when we when we rolled around. Sure, and, sure. You know, so that was as a bass player. I don't. I didn't like the attention. Yeah, I, yeah that's yeah. why I enjoyed the bass player, the yeah, singer, yeah, the yeah. guitarist. Yeah, they could do the flirting thing, and then yeah. you know, like, so yeah, that was that was a struggle for sure. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So you probably never get back out there again. You don't care. Not really. If it was for the right thing, you know, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. I could bring the kids along, you know, I mean, that would that was the dream. If I if you know if I was sure. in a band with with my friends and we had a following and sure. we could get a bus and yep. they got along with the family and yep. that would be great. Keep dreaming. Exactly. That's too many. Yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> that's the things. real dream. Yeah. Oh boy. But no, you're I probably know. not alone. That's what anybody oh, would yeah. want. Right. Well, we had, there were some bands where we would, you know, the girlfriends were allowed and then girlfriends weren't allowed because something happened, you know? So yeah, yeah most, the most successful tours usually, no girlfriends, no wives, no family. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because then uh, you get, you know, then you get all the opinions of what they think we should be wearing or yeah. what songs they think we should be playing. And that messes and, with the business. Right. Well, then because the singer's girlfriend, he's got to listen to her. So and then right. all of a sudden the set changes. Like, really, dude? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You probably are better off. <laughs> they think about it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yep, yep, yep. So you're back in Portland. With yep. your family. Yep. I have two two beautiful girls now. Hey. Four and one. Wow. Yep. So that's I'm, heavy. I'm playing dad life now. Hey. Yeah. That's okay. And I don't love it. You know? Hey man, what the hell? It's fun. And like I said, I still get to play, yep. you know, when I want to yep. on my terms. Yep. You know, yep. what I want to play. So. Well, I guess maybe in the end, it, well, you were saying you didn't have like any heavy duty fantasy of rock and roll life, but. It's at least you've seen it. The reality. I got. I was, you know, looking you know? back, and I didn't. Th- Say if you really it loved time. it, you'd still be doing it, right? So, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I, 
I got to do some really cool stuff. I mean, I got to tour Europe. I yeah, traveled I mean, across the country. I got great. to meet some great musicians along the way, yeah. open up for some great bands. And yeah, you're friends with a dude named Jelly. Uh, yeah, that, and he's rare. still going. Yeah. Yep. Um, shout out to Jelly. Yeah, Listen hey. to find his music on Spotify. He's still he's still going strong. Wow. Cool. Um, but uh, where is is he back in Austin still? He's still in Austin. Wow. Yep. 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 Wow. I actually just I think I think he no, he's Jelly's back in Austin, so he never spread out. He never, no! yeah. <laughs> but I'm bumped. But, oh yeah. man, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got wow. the button. Yeah. Do, do, gonna, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let, let's let's redo that joke. Yeah. Okay. So I guess. Uh, Should I set you up? Um. Yeah. Okay, what was it? Um, yeah, so... Oh, hey, so shout Je- out to Jelly. Jelly. Yeah, so Jelly's he's, still back in Austin. He's still in Austin. So he, he never spread out? Hey! hey got that- him. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you need to do is you need to have the button of the cheers right after the... the and then the laugh track. Okay, I'm right. got left. There hey, they love there me! It there it is. Oh, I'm so funny. You yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is why I never use this. Yeah, that's a, that's a long laugh. It's still going. I mean, guys, it wasn't that funny. Oof. Now, are you like me? Are you morbid? Do you ever do this? Listen to old, this is probably not old, but you listen to this laugh track. <laughs> and the first thing I think of, I wonder if all these people are still alive. <laughs> are we hearing the laugh of a deceased person? I've never thought that. Oh, I always think that. My, what I always think when I hear those is how awkward it must be to basically be put in a room and then go, okay, guys, laugh. Yeah, right. Because I think, isn't that what it is? They're professionals, They're probably. Pro- yeah. They're probably they can. And they just sit there and go. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah, I don't like that. All right, anyway, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably professionals. They can laugh whenever they want. All right, I'm never going to use this again. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what me and my wife do, uh, depending on how old a movie or anything is. Like, we'll just watch a movie and, they'll be, and we'll be like, that dog's dead. Yeah. You know, any any animal or anything in the movie you think that guy's i bet you that guy's dead by you now know what messes what i always think about when i when i watch movies now is the music behind it like for example if you're watching a scary movie and there's a as a kid walking through the woods sure. and then you have this ominous mu- ominous music behind it it's you know you, it invokes this feeling into you but then if you have the same exact scene and some nice melodic music and birds chirping it's it makes like the music makes such a difference in in film i think there you go good idea. of course it does yeah, yeah that's their whole the whole get, i feel like right. if i could do it all over i would have loved to you know do film scoring or, or go to school for yeah, the kids scoring. walking through the scary woods and you get that that's it changes the whole thing. yeah i don't even know what that would be yeah. i think that yeah but yeah, no. If I could, I, so at Berkeley, I went for jazz composition. That sure. was my major, which, hey. you know, it's cool. That's cool. But film scoring, you know, there's especially with, you know, movies, TV, video games. It's, yeah, there's right, huge, yeah. sure, huge push in that. Sure, um, that would be a fun gig. Yeah, I think anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, a gig I would love. I, I don't know who does this. I don't know if this is a thing. But you ever notice, like, um. You go to like you you go to like Chipotle, you go to restaurants that have music, mm-hmm. and you realize that the music is kind of is tailored to the someone has that gig, like someone goes, I know I I can program the playlist for like, what demographic are you looking for? Someone yeah, DJs yeah, yeah, yeah. for stores, right, right, right. Makes but do you the think decisions. it's not live though? No, no, right, no. They just they are like, okay, here's the playlist. But somebody send it off. But yeah, but somebody has a sense to go. I know what people are gonna. It's it's like yeah. I don't know if you ever go to if you've ever paid attention to the music in Chipotle, but it's kind of cool. It's almost like, oh hey, what is this? I don't quite. Yeah. This is cooler than me. So suddenly you feel like, oh, I'm in a cool place. Do you ever it's think about weird. this? Whenever you hear music in a in a restaurant or a store, yeah, this always comes to my mind. Like when I hear a song, I think about. How many times has that waiter or waitress heard this song? Oh, my God. Because I feel a lot of those playlists, it's like 20, 30 songs, and then it's on rotation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's got to. Did you ever go to a, this is a conversation that's turning stupid. We got to talk about more important things. Oh, okay. But have you. I'm enjoying this. Have you ever. Yeah, but it's not about it. Oh, that's right. You don't care about. Yeah. Only if you're enjoying it. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, you ever go to you ever go to Debella's? It's like a yeah, sa- sandwich yeah. shop. And for a while they changed it, but for like year, like the first couple of years, they would have like '40s music, like old time. Yeah, because they're supposed to be the thing. And it's like I would hear the same songs over and over, and I'd be like, "These poor employees!" Like it's like kind of like we get they it. They probably have like five songs. Yeah, yeah. and now they they kind of upgraded. I think they kind of got over it. Yeah, that's like whenever you go to Moe's. You ever go to Moe's and they always they have to go welcome to Moe's, but they don't mean it anymore. Is Moe's up here? Yeah, there's, See, there's when Moe's I moved here. when I moved to Austin, yeah, the yeah. only food we had here was like McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. Like yeah, no, they have everything. When yeah. I moved to Texas, there was like. 10 fast food chains I never heard of. Oh yeah, no, they're that all are here. everywhere in the in the country except for here. For Everything's reason. here now. Yeah. But um they, but you feel bad for the employees cuz they don't they're just one of the most <laughs> they and you you feel like saying to them, "Listen, I get it. it you don't have to. Yeah. Don't don't do it for me." Yeah. I'd rather you just hey, how's it going? Yeah. Rather welcome to most cuz you know they're dying, yeah. you're dying, everyone's dying inside cuz mm-hmm. they have to say it. I say, don't worry, bro. You don't need to yeah. say welcome to Moe's. I know where I am. Imagine having the job where, you know, you have to cold call people and you always have to have this, like, two-sentence long spiel. Like, half the time, I just want to say, you, you don't have hey, to. Hey, that reminds me. This just... John Peckman podcast. Well, uh, beautiful <laughs> downtown Portland. Connecticut. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, but you like what you're doing. I do. Yeah, yeah. it's different. That's different. And I wrote the script. I just made that up. Oh, that's a script? Yeah. Oh, it is I now because I say the, the same thing yeah. every time. <laughs> Not a script, but I just I try to be consistent. Um. So, the whole your whole story, mm-hmm. you're back. Yeah, full so, circle. Yeah, so we can call it that. We can call it a full circle kind of story. Yeah, and uh, I think I mean we're even discussing maybe teaching here. Hey. So uh, that's ultimate first circle. Uh, Whoa, circle. Imagine that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? What the hell? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, to get close to wrap up, sure. I have the wrap up questions. Um, and I forgot what they are because it's Thursday. Oh, the script is over. Oh, yeah, this, oh, no. yeah. I'll show you where the script. Oh. <laughs> um, what do I? What What are my questions, man? I'm completely out of it. Desert Island food. What? Desert Island food. Oh yeah, why? Well, yeah. Desert Island food. Oh, no, 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 no. Desert Island. No, number albums? one. Albums. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Desert I Island. I want album. you go first. Top no, three. every no, no. I just, every time. Yeah, I. Uh, Right, just and then you should know them quick. Three albums: White Album, Beatles, uh, Kick Me Hard, NRBQ, um, All Star Road Band, Duke Ellington. Ooh. I don't know. Those okay. are. Okay. Well, I could go deeper right. than that. I feel like it, it probably changes, right? Depending on your <sighs> mood. Like if someone asked me this today never. versus a month, it could be. Totally I just thought of three more. Yeah. While I was just yeah. doing this, Cars' first album. Ooh. Chuck and the Frizz by the Red Clay Ramblers. No one ever heard of it. Um, a million of them. Led Zeppelin one. Would one be your? Yep. That would be the one? Yep. See, yep. that's tough. I would probably pick physical graffiti or sure. maybe three. I love three. I love three too. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, I love them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even presence. Presence doesn't I love get, presence. It's, I like presence. People don't I like presence. listen to that one. I've had moments with presence. My favorite ever Jimmy Page solo is on Achilles Last Stand. Yeah, sure. Presence. Sure. I think that's one of the, his most melodic solos. I agree. Know? Yep. Yeah. I always like T for one. The, Ooh, yeah, the album. that's a good one. Yep. It's a good one. This is like a 10 minute, like this yeah. the blues one, right? Slow yeah, blues. it's just cool. Yeah. Um, So you're Desert Island. Uh, okay. Uh, Wilco, Sky Blue Sky. Sure. Uh, probably Radiohead. Nice. In Rainbows. Oh, okay. I don't know. know that one. Uh, you don't know that one? No, not particularly. What? The Benz Kid A, out. Really? Yeah. Kid A is a great one. I love Kid A. I don't, I I don't like OK Computer. I keep trying. I appreciate the greatness, but yeah. I can't. But the Benz changed my life. See, I'm the complete opposite. I don't yeah. like the Benz. I think that's I I respect what it do. for what it yeah. does, yeah. but yeah. I, you know. Yeah, the Benz flipped my script. And yeah. then OK Computer, I didn't get it. And then Kid A, I really liked. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. And I never went past that. Yeah. So maybe I'm missing something. But anyway. Um, And then probably Let It Be. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Did you watch the whole thing? Oh, that documentary? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was I feel like that was just like musicians yeah. like crack. That you was, know that Revol- that their remix and revolver, they announced it yesterday, October twenty really? eighth. I already pre ordered it. Are you who's who's remastering it? Well, Giles Martin, George Martin's George, son's okay. been doing all of them. Okay, okay. And he said that um 
This is crazy. I don't want to talk too much. Um, so, Revolver, they didn't have, I mean, Sergeant Pepper, they started using two, four tracks. Right. So, you know, when they remixed it, they could kind of go back to the source tapes because it was two different machines sometimes. Mm-hmm. With Revolver, things got folded in together too much. It was, you know, the whole rhythm track is on one. So how could you remix it? Because you can't, you right, can't. He- well, you hear the bleed from the other tracks is what you're saying? Yeah. And so um, it, that thing was always like, well, how far back can you can't go before Sergeant Pepper? Because everything is mixed down mm. is, you know, and uh, I just read yesterday because it's just hit the wire yesterday and everybody's talking about it and uh Charles Martin said that Peter Jackson's team invented a technology I heard about this they can yes. set th- uh, it's got to be a forensic I think it's like like a parametric I think they're literally like it's like surgical it, it, yeah, yeah yeah cutting and splicing yeah and- so he said that um they actually gave him the tracks and not not only could they separate the drums from everything they separate the kick from the snare i don't know how he's even he goes i don't even know how they did this yeah but they went in forensically and found that's anything that's this is a snare drum yeah and so he's like yeah i'm able to remix it and, and they go because of that technology they go now we can do everything we yeah. can go backwards now which let me just say briefly that to record Revolver at all in 1966 required cutting edge technology of which they were. Oh, that was, I mean, people right? talk about Sergeant Peppers, right? No. Sergeant Peppers and Pet Sounds. Revolver was first. Was, I think Revolver, yeah. you can hear the very the trajectory of yep. where they were going. Yep. I think that was their first album when they were like, all right, we're yep. going to. Even oh, yeah. Rubber Soul. Oh, Rubber I mean, Soul's great. I think that's, it's, it's, that's when they kind of. Yep changed their sound yep. a little bit. Yeah. Beginning of Rubber Soul, Revolver, and then Sergeant Pepper was, yep. you know, yep. the, the end. But they're that. saying the cutting-edge technology in 1966 to make that album, we're now using cutting-edge. Like, they, they asked them, you know, because they did Sergeant Pepper in 2017. They said, well, you said back then that you could never do Revolver. He goes, that was then. Yeah. Like, the technology has advanced to the point where he's like, yeah, we can do that now. We couldn't five years ago. Yeah. So... The idea that they're re- that he remixed Revolver using cutting edge technology now to remix an album that used cutting edge technology then it's like yeah. oh yeah you know now we're talking yeah so I'm I'm already pre ordered I'm just like click that's awesome. just waiting oh yeah I can't wait yeah so it'd be pretty crazy um desert island food real quick food we didn't think we were gonna get through this now we're running out of time oh desert um, island food lasagna. Oh, nice. uh, okay. specifically made by lasagna. either no, actually my mom or my wife. Oh, nice. She learned okay. the recipe from my mom. That was a must. I told her I can't marry you until you learn. Excellent work. My mom's sauce Excellent recipe. Work. Did she have any demand of you? Um, she said you got have to fold the shirt like my dear old dad, or I'm not marrying you. No, actually, looking back, yeah, it was pretty selfish of me. I really just said that <laughs> to buy me time because right. I was like, I need a ring. So I was like, yeah. and we were living in Austin, so she can't she can't learn the sauce recipe until we, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Go visit. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. She knew it was, I mean, obviously it was more yeah, of a yeah. lighthearted thing. Sure. Um, a show or a couple of shows that completely blew your mind, that changed your... Now, when you say show, are we, are we talking movie? Are we no, talking... an audience. You are an audience member of a, of a music show. Oh, a music show yeah, yeah. that changed my life? Yeah. That I played or was... No, that you saw. That I saw. That you were like, this is what I want to do. <sighs> my first ever show... I, I do remember this. It was 104 Fest. Okay. Blink-182 was headlining. Sure. Green Day was opening. This sure. was before Green Day broke out with American Idiot. Sure. So at this time, Green Day were, like, washed up. I agree. Right? I saw them at the Webster. I, yeah. With, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was my first ever concert. We were right up right up close. I was on my dad's shoulders. Sure. I thought it was the coolest, coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and that was even before I played music. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was just a young kid. But yeah, that, that I mean, just it's the first one, you know? Yeah. Far out. What's yours? Oh, man. Uh, Cheap Trick, 1981. I was in junior high. Uh, they're still my favorite rock and roll band. Nice. Yeah, that was well, I mean, the show that. One of the albums is Your Desert Island. Yeah. It better be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the <laughs> debut album, definitely. Yeah. yeah, number one. The first album, 1977. Yeah. That's mine. Yep. 
Um, oh, we're going to run out of time. We got to go. Oh, you sorry. didn't think we were going to get through this. I didn't. We, we could have talked forever. Well, I thought it was going to be like a, no. you know. No, man. It is what it is. Yeah, it's exactly. It is what it is. It's It is what it is. It is. Can we do this without the mics? Like another. another no, break? I'm gone. Oh. I'm already gone. Oh, okay. All right. Got, <laughs> uh oh, you got to say your last name again. Oh, uh, Casillo. Casillo. Why is that a hard name? To, no, I just didn't no, remember. I never knew your last name. I know. Name. It's not everyone hard. Everyone goes Castillo. No, no, I got it. Okay. I just didn't, I never knew your last name gotcha. then. So I'm just, I got to wrap it up and I'm going to be like, oh, Nick. <laughs> you know, whatever. All right. I'm going to press the button. You ready? Okay. Nick Casillo. He was here. John Packing Podcast, Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Come over to the bridge. Dave dropped his phone. <laughs> Come over to the bridge. Go through one set of lights. Start looking left. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell. Look for alerts. Tell your friends. Um, if you want to be on here with me, hit me up. Figure it out. Listen, Dave will tell you how to have your very own podcast too. Thank you, Nick Casello. Nice to see you again. Thank you. Later. That is all.